Oh, maybe he just... Is that a literal cricket noise I heard? Oh, can you hear that? That's actually from my window. I can actually hear that a little. I mean, no I, way. I have this microphone's on. dope. <laughs> it's, it, it's in directional mode. It, okay. <laughs> I am, let's see. Uh, I am about like eight feet away from my window. Yeah. More can, than that. I'm like 10 feet away. I mean, I can definitely tell that you're not right next to the microphone, but I can still understand you perfectly. <laughs> that is awesome. We should just use this microphone. <laughs> Hell, I don't even got to get out of bed to do the damn podcast. Oh, I can be all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually at the drive through at In-N-Out, bitches. I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because... <laughs> It was just funny because Pete was like, all right, I'll see you later. And then he like muted the mic and I just heard that cricket noise in the background. It was like, I was like, did he play like did he play in that shit? Oh yeah, no, I, I never stopped recording. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt. With a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome, Cena Nerd. We're doing a special Saturday night recording here. Uh, doing things a little bit different here, differently, but that's because we have uh, a guest coming on uh, shortly. It should be a, a lot of fun. Uh, just to start things off, I'm your host, Pacey Pete. Alongside me always is Mr. Casey Franco. Uh, hey, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm covered in pistachio shells because that's <laughs> what I do on Saturday nights. <laughs> Saturday nice. night, and Casey's in the spot. Don't believe him. Just listen. Uh, <laughs> Pistachios are delicious. They are. They are. They are and very they're, good. They're, and they're sponsored. Pie. They're sponsored by Vern Troyer, which makes them even better. And Stephen Colbert. Um, yum yum. <laughs> Who else and, is on the show today? <laughs> <laughs> Who's and Mr. Mr. I'm Salzy. That's me. And Pete, did you welcome our like us to our own show? You said welcome scene in. <laughs> Well, it's good to be Welcome, Cena Nerd. It's good to be here. It yeah, makes me feel more at home. Sorry. Thank you. Welcome no, cool. to Cena Nerd. <laughs> it's a redaction. Gives me it's stuff total... to do next week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Total redaction. Um, all right. So let's just uh, kick things off here with uh, Matt's redactions. Since oh, speaking yeah. of redactions, what do you got for us, Matt? So uh, only one redaction this week, um, nice. and it was about our talk about uh, reboots last week, which uh, was pretty cool. We got some... Uh, we got some um, some tweets, some emails, and stuff like that from folks about uh, who like who like to see their own reboots about certain stuff. Mm-hmm. But I said last week I'd really like to see a reboot of Nosferatu. Uh, two things about that: one, it's already been done, and two, there's currently one in the making. Um, <laughs> so you're Twitter, s- you're saying there's a chance? You're saying there's a chance, <laughs> right? So. Uh, yeah, um, the the remake was already made in 1979 in France. It's called Nosferatu the Vampire, spelled with a Y. Ah. Uh, not Nosferatu, Vampire, spelled with a Y. I don't ah. know where you put a Y in Nosferatu. That makes less sense. Uh, Vamp- what? With a Y? <laughs> what? Vamp- vampire. 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 I don't know. Maybe it's French something. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, it got mixed reviews, actually. Some some poor uh, folks are like, it was really good. Some people are like, 
uh, how do you, you know, remake the classic? And it was kind of like what our discussion was last week. So that's why I'd like to mention that it was a uh, very split. How like how do we touch the classics? Do we not? You know. So uh, I'm probably gonna check that out uh, if I can find a copy somewhere, my local video store, if they still exist. So <laughs> is that a thing? They don't. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> there is. There's a thing. Uh, uh, a shout out. I forgot the name actually. There's a video store in San Francisco. Uh, um, it's right Wal- next to Golden Walmart? Gate. Walmart. Park. They got. No. A, they got a bargain bin. Do you think there would be a Walmart in San Francisco? <laughs> oh, oh no! I, what? I guess there's not. I guess there's not. There really uh, is. You got me there, Salzy. Nailed it. Pre-redaction. <laughs> Although I think that is how Hollywood producers come up with which movie to reboot next. They just kind of they stick their yeah. hand. They stick their hand in the bargain bin. They jumble it around. Is it like one oh of those, overboard? Like... Overboard. All right. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Nice. I was and thinking for only it's more two, like only for oh, no, two dollars. Only for two dollars. Really, overboard's only two dollars. Um, I was thinking it's like one of those like wind tubes that people can grab money in, but it's DVDs instead. <laughs> Be kind of funny. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. From here on, thenceforth, uh, that redaction or that comment nope. has been redacted. <laughs> that redaction has been redacted. Nice. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Nice, uh, man. Very much for that, Matt. Um, all right. So, whoa. <laughs> whoa. What? Ha- what happened, Pete? That was not me. What wasn't you, Pete? I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. You know what? Unless you're referring to you saying "whoa," in which case that was definitely you. You definitely did that. You know what? Because there was um, when I had I had a, a link up right now, and there was a stupid ad that just automatically popped up, and I oh. thought it sounded like somebody's phone was buzzing, and so I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Was it uh, was it like something of the X-rated Pete? No. Come on, <laughs> Come on Pete. A, it was a stupid mobile commercial. That's why I was like, "Oh my god." Oh shit, guys. There's local singles in my area. I, just, <laughs> I gotta go. I don't oh, one of his name is Casey that. Franco. Oh shit, they're messaging me right now. I gotta go. Oh gosh. All right. Mm, um, woo. Okay, so we're off the rails already. Um, upside right. down off the rails. Totally is. Uh, so new movies this week. We got Mission Impossible nice. Rogue Nation yes. sitting at 93% on the tomato meter, which is sounding pretty good. I, I, from everything I've heard, it's, it sounds really good. It's so. a nation of rugs. They're not going yes. to do well. You need a healer in there somewhere. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. It's all rogues. You need some oh. range DPS. You really do. <laughs> you need some AOE. You can't just have all rogues. Shout outs to Ronda Rousey. She knows. <laughs> she knows what's up. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. Uh, Scrubs. Vacation. That's the. Uh, not a reboot. That's definitely like more of like a. A sequel or or re- I guess it re- is re- I, it is it is a sequel because the other ones are canon, so it would technically be a sequel. I think I may have misspoke last week when I brought it up. Oh, well, no, it, it, well, yeah, you were talking about that, but like it, it is Rusty as an older father, like you know, uh, channeling his inner Clark Griswold so for it's, a movie. Oh, okay. So I it's understand. so yeah, because like they're doing the exact same thing. They're going to Wally World, so. Um, yeah, so that's sitting at a 24% on the tomato meter. Ouch. So, yeah, not, not looking too great. Um, so, yeah. That's, <laughs> 50 that's feet. 50 <laughs> yards. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so new on Blu-rays this week, uh, just a couple. Home, uh, we've, that's the animated movie, uh, with, uh, mm. what's his name from, uh, Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. Uh, and Wait, Rihanna. Alan Random. Parsons from that one project? 
No? <laughs> no. No. Oh, different Parsons. Got it. Different Parsons. Um, and then, yeah, like Rihanna, random Rihanna in an animated movie. Kids hey, animated worked, movie. Worked out well for Battleship. That's <laughs> oh, not God. Battlefield. No, no, battle it's, it's Battle <laughs> Shits, yeah. not Battleship, guys. Oh, shit. Um, uh, so... Uh, and then the water diviner, I believe that's. I think uh, I saw that was with Russell Crowe. I don't is know. That much a, about is that not a dam? Like a water, a water divider, diviner, diviner, diviner. As diviner. In someone oh, water. All right, water diviner. So yeah, that's that's what's out on Blu-ray, and that's what out, what's out in theater. So just go watch Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation because it sounds like you won't want to miss it. Or watch Ant-Man. Or watch Ant-Man again, yes. We definitely can uh, recommend that one. Um, okay, so now we're going to go to Casey's Rundown. It's time for the entire... Are you shelling those pistachios? You're going to choke. They're, pre- they're pre-shelled, man. Oh, that's just cheating. Pre-shelled. Got <laughs> shells everywhere. It's like a fucking 12-gauge went off in here. I hear you clicking. So no. Try to sound professional, at least. Listen, listen. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Pistachios. And now it's I'm not. And now I'm very thirsty. And now I'm very thirsty. Can we get a sponsorship deal from like cashews? Because I like those better. Almonds All right. are pretty good. Inter- uh, entertainment, whatever. Now, <laughs> first up, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, first up, some filmmakers made a documentary about the Happy Birthday song and uh, and why it's still not in in public domain. Recently, I don't ask me what the documentary is called. It's probably called Happy Birthday, for all I know. Um, but basically they finally found like uh, a children's book made in like 1927 in which the original lyrics for the happy birthday song were published. And, uh, this is kind of like the smoking gun, um, uh, for their case that, cause they actually filed a, a lawsuit against whoever owns the copyright saying that it is public yeah. domain and this is their quote unquote smoking gun. So this children's book conclusively proves that happy birthday is in the public domain. So guys, remember when, when I think. Was it Matt who had the birthday, or was it Pete who had the birthday? I think it was Matt. We sang you happy birthday, and I thought we were going to get sued. Fortunately, yeah. we're not going to get sued, probably. Nailed it. <laughs> nice. Okay, next up, uh, Ian McShane has joined Game of Thrones Season 6 in a mystery role. I don't know who hmm. uh, Ian McShane, uh, he was the dad on, um, uh, what's that Andy Sandberg movie, Hot Rod. He was the dad from Hot Rod. He's also been oh, in, in Ray okay. Donovan and uh, the yeah, movie. he's on Ray Donovan right now. Yeah, he's in the movie Hercules. Uh, so he's he's gonna be, I guess, part of the Night's Watch potentially, but it, it still says mystery role. So he's gonna be on Game of Thrones. Can't wait. Uh, hopefully, they don't have to like fundraise for a for like a heart transplant or anything like that. Oh, he um, was uh, he was Blackbeard in uh, the latest Pirates movie. If you guys are fans of that. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah, that's right. It's hard for me to see anyone besides John Malkovich as Blackbeard. Because <laughs> he is just, he's the obvious choice for Blackbeard, right? John Malkovich. I would Malkovich. pick him. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Uh, okay, next up uh, Ant Man has topped the charts in the box office this week. And uh, Pixels uh, did not. Pixels only <laughs> made $24 million. And. I don't remember how much it costs to make, but it was a lot more than $24 million, So that sound great, you hear guys. Is, that sound you hear is the uh, sound of execs pulling the plug on the sequel. Hopefully. That is uh, the sound of no one caring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, can, we can dream. 
Um, okay, so in a extra next up uh, in an extras interview on the red carpet, uh, Tom Cruise was being interviewed for Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, and uh, someone had asked him if he would be willing to do a Top Gun too, and he said yes on one condition: there can be no CGI. So that's pretty awesome. Do you guys think that a, a new Top Gun movie would be possible without CGI? I'm trying to think. Did they use actual jets in the first one? I don't think they did. So there'd still have to be some sure kind of use. movie, some kind of movie magic, right? I'm sure they use what? like some sort of like connection like stock footage or, or, or stock footage or, or something like yeah. that. Or they they filmed actual pilots taking off. Yeah. Like, they, scenes, yeah. There's no way they let Tom Cruise behind the a, a jet. There's no way, right? We can agree on yeah. this. So like they had to have had a green screen. So where does he draw the line between exactly. movie magic? Like a I would also be against like a hologram goose. Like that'd be a bad idea. I, I would, oh I'd man, say, that do would that. be sad. Don't do that. <laughs> I, would, I would cry. I would cry. I mean, I, pro- I probably would. <laughs> no, but, no, but hell, I'd be so upset. I'd probably like jump on a couch or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love. <laughs> you know, you, you know, like a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, I still, I dot, still dot, think dot. it's kind of cool. I. Right around the the news, uh, well, not not breaking, but uh, possible news of, of another Top Gun movie. Stephen Amell actually tweeted uh, that he wanted to be in it or something like that, or there's no justice if he's not in the Top Gun sequel. Well, the person who really needs to be in it is H. John Benjamin, the voice of Archer. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yep. yep. He should just be, like, just there, but no one will recognize him <laughs> because, like, no one knows his face. Danger Zone and all that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good one. All right. Let's see. Uh, next up. I know. Uh, is it is it Matt? Are you the WWE fan or is that Pete? Are I'm you the WWE th- fan. Matt is the WWE fan. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, oh, wrestling in general. So you probably know about this, but Rowdy Roddy Piper passed away at age, sure did. age 61. It's uh, it's pretty sad. I'm not very familiar with his his wrestling work or his, his acting work, but uh, I was hoping maybe... I was hoping maybe you were by chance. Well, he, he's uh people would know him for um oh, the the movie title is I'm blanking on it right now. Redaction for next week. Uh, five minutes. Um, <laughs> he he's known for the line um I'm is here it, to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all it, out of gum. Is it they live? They is live? it? Is that? I don't the think one? so. No, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. He used to know this. I only know him from the Piper's Pit when he was doing WWE. That was his. That was his segment when he was in wrestling. That was like uh, his. Big yes, thing. it was. They live. Excellent one, Casey. Without thank you. Even knowing thank you. Him. Thank you. Yeah. Wikipedia. Thank you. Uh, oh, you're <laughs> apparently, he's also. Apparently, he's also an accomplished bagpipe, or he was also an accomplished bagpipe player, which is, which is. Ah, oh, now it's even sadder because he was a musician too. All right. We always got to have that. We gotta always have that depressing news right in the middle of the entertainment, whatever. <laughs> oh, really? Well done, Casey. Well done. But I got yeah. some. I got some good news coming up next, uh, and that is that the Reading Rainbow is officially headed for Netflix, and it's, yeah! and it's coming out in this next wave of of movies. And uh, uh, I want to say within uh, August, I I, mm-hmm. I could scroll through and probably find the actual date, but I I, I want to say sometime within August. Reading Rainbow will be coming out on Netflix. Here's what's cool about that. Like, um, this is I I don't know, I could be wrong, but this is Netflix's first foray into children's television. Um 
Question uh, mark? Potentially, because they do have they did launch that Netflix Kids section a while ago. I mean back. like for original content. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know. That's kind of cool. I think you are right. I think you are right. That's so there, there's definitely it, – it's funny because that means that there's definitely a, a growing market for children's, for children's television moving mm-hmm. from TV to the internet. I wonder if we'll have some kind of – eventually if we'll see some sort of like Sesame Street style show on, on Netflix, Netflix yeah. or Amazon or others. That would be cool. I mean, it puts the powers into, like, the parents' hands. Like, you know, like, Pete, I'm sure, like, sometimes, like, one of your daughters, like, starts crying in, like, the middle of a grocery store. How do you calm them? Giving them a toy of their favorite show. Now you can yeah. just actually have the show on Netflix or something like that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if, like, the show is, like, I don't know if they have, like, Nick Jr. On Demand or something like that. Or mm. they, they Nick, do Nick Jr. Go, like HBO <laughs> Go or something like that. <laughs> they, they do have that, actually. <laughs> oh, do they? Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah. that, it, it, hell uh, it. Fuck me then, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it might be cheaper to just rent out Nick Cannon, but I mean, that's just... That's, <laughs> that's another idea. That's another idea. You could also do that. Fucking Randy nice. Dick and Nick Cannon? Fucking got him. Uh... <laughs> I don't know why I'm slinging heat on. on I know. On do you not Cannon. like him for some reason? I, I get, now that I think about it, I don't really have a reason not to like him. So I, I'm sorry, Nick Cannon, if you listen to our show. Uh, you're obviously <laughs> doing much better than I am. So, I mean. He used to listen to I the don't show. Think... <laughs> Just exit out of the window right now, idiot. Uh, damn. Well, I fucked up, guys. I apologize. Not really. All right, next up. Um, Amazon Prime has signed Top Gear's Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May for a new exclusive show. Um, and I'm, I mean, this is great. As a Top Gear UK fan, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm wondering why Netflix isn't the one to pick them up, considering Netflix has one of their longest running shows or one of their longest featured shows has been Top Gear. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it was like a bidding war or something like that. Oh, maybe. Maybe, but I, I, well, you know what? You're, you're probably right because I, I never. Amazon Prime is still. I mean, Amazon Prime Video is still such a new thing. When I think of Amazon Prime versus Netflix, I still think of Netflix being the superior one because they've been in the right. streaming business for longer. But Amazon Prime has the funding of Amazon, the distributor of, <laughs> of fine goods, and so they probably have a little bit more money. Uh, all right. Well, uh, next up and last up, uh, Marvel has announced that they will release a new Netflix show every six months. Uh, oh boy! From henceforth, uh, let's see. Jessica Jones is supposed to be premiering before the end of 2015. I know. Oh boy! Daredevil's going to get another season. Uh, let's see. I think Iron Fist and Luke Cage are also on the list. That is and awesome. So every six months, expect a new Marvel show and. I guess that leads me in, into a discussion that I wanted to have with you guys last week. We never really got around to it, and that is that is the movie industry becoming too comic book centered, or is that a thing? Is that not a worry that we should have, or is that just not a bad thing, or is it not happening at all? Man, I feel like this is like a huge discussion. Yes, just it because is. it would be a lot of fun. Tackling the big issues. I think like okay, well. Right, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking um, it's it was an untapped content for a long time. True. That uh, untapped in the sense of of this amount because people weren't ready for it. 
as like you know as in the sense of you can have a goofy superhero movie and then like Guardians of the Galaxy then you can have something like Daredevil and everyone's kind of okay with that yeah um right off the bat though not only is it like almost endless content you can pull from but I think there's a trend of things have to be connected people want to watch movies and their shows and they all want them to like reference each other so I think it makes it easier as you know pulling from comic books because they all reference each other already does that make sense yeah I mean they, I, I do get that and they do definitely have like an endless supply of of stories to pull from. from. Yeah, like and it, for example, like um, like like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. You know, that's a not comic book related. You know, two shows that are connected somehow. You know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it it does definitely show. Uh, I think with all these comic book movies and TV shows that are are coming up and getting good ratings these days, it definitely shows like a culture shift from comic book and like superheroes being counterculture for a long time or not counterculture but like uh like not necessarily pop culture for a long time right. are now pop culture because the biggest pop movies if you will of the past couple of years have been like avengers iron man yeah the big Thor, blockbusters yeah Batman. people are ready for it now yeah yeah the and guardians of the galaxy these are the movies that are pulling people out and like they're the big events at the movie theaters they're now basically comic book movies are the things that are pulling people out to the movie theaters. And I, I guess my question would be, is there going to come a time when it's too saturated and we see comic book movies kind of return to the underground from whence they came? And it doesn't seem like Marvel or DC are really planning on that happening anytime soon because they, they announce way off in the future all, this, all these things that they mm-hmm. want to make movies of. I don't know if it'll go away like... Like all, like all of a sudden, there were no more Beanie Babies, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not gonna be like that. Where like all of a sudden, no more Cabbage Patch dolls. I think it's <laughs> it's gonna like be really saturated, and then it's gonna get focused again. Like we're gonna have like maybe a few comic book movies like every other year or something like that. Marvel's not gonna make like three movies, and then in between those three tentpole movies, three more. You know, like like how they're doing now. Well, I I think it's it's hard to say only because um, I I think the real gauge is is you know uh, viewership and and how much money these things make. I mean, yeah. obviously, because yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 at a peak right now, and and Marvel has really like hit theirs, you know, and they're just kind of like not not necessarily plateaued in a bad way, but they're just it's just a steady a steady stream of of either movies or TV shows. Um, and it'll be a really big test over the next few years how these movies do. I think what helps is the hype generated from these movies. Like everyone's yeah. looking forward to see Batman and Superman, Suicide Squad, uh, Civil War, uh, you know, JLA, uh, the next Avengers um, movies, which is two parts. You know, everyone's looking forward to these. So as long as the hype stays there, I don't see a decline. Um, and maybe there will be a little overset of you know oversaturation with these movies, but um, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it'll go away anytime soon just because, just because of the hype. It's, it's, there's, yeah. there is like quite a demand for that, uh, of, of comic book and, and, and being in, we're such an age of technology where we can see like, um, we'll see, uh, these movies actually done properly. Uh, it's only going to intensify uh, and the audiences want for more of it, so that's why I don't see, I don't see a decline. Um, 
at all with it. So that is true. I mean, the the hype definitely gives the whole argument another factor. Uh, but yeah. I think a lot of the hype is generated around the fact that people who have read the comics know what the story is supposed to be about, which I find which I find interesting because people who have read like I. I've never read the Civil War comics, so when mm -hmm. it was announced that Marvel was going to make a Civil War movie, it it meant nothing to me. I I was like, "Wait, you mean like a like a historical documentary? Like that doesn't make." <laughs> I, I like, but then I actually like I I read up on some of the events that happened in Marvel Civil War, and now I kind of know what the movie is going to be about, and I don't see how they're going to make it different from the comics or why they would or if they're going to in any way it but i think it definitely contributes to the hype and the hype definitely contributes to why it's such a pop culture phenomenon at this point i think it's maybe yeah. seen like their you know their their favorite characters in moving picture now you know like it's <laughs> as goofy as that sounds it's like okay we read them you know let's let's see how they present it in movie form it's almost like okay challenge me to like this movie mm. you know a lot of people walk into marvel movies like that these days and it's you know everyone goes in for different reasons but um i think that's pretty funny how like these movies are kind of looked at now it's like all right uh let's go in and, and like you know entertain me you know i already know what's gonna happen <laughs> entertain me anyway yeah what, what your, can, move. <laughs> your move your <laughs> move oh man yeah, I mean that is definitely why I was looking forward to a Fifty Shades of Grey movie. That, uh, <laughs> that euphoric feeling I got from reading the book, I wanted to experience that oh. in in picture form. If you nailed it, if you know nice. what I mean. Uh, nice. So anyway, all right. So, conversation definitely yeah. not the last of it. Yeah. No. Why are we no. so damn serious today? This is, I don't know. This is unusual. We actually had a factual discussion for once. This is. Uh, I don't quite know how to react to this. It's fine. I'm sure all the facts were incorrect, and I'm going to redact <laughs> it all next week. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll line things up here in a minute. So. Nice. All right. And, and with that, that's going to do it for the entertainment. Did he pull off his mic? Entertainment, whatever. I've, I've actually I've duct taped my mouth closed. <laughs> this, was a, this is a dumb thing to do. I don't know why I would do it. You don't have any facial hair yet. Do you? <laughs> so you can just rip it off and just fine. Listen, listen. Oh, See, boy. you can't make fun of me about that, or you can't yell at me because you duct tape your own mouth. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks, Casey, for uh, the news this week. Uh, a lot of good stuff, as always. Um, all right. So uh, like I said uh, in the beginning of the show, we were going to do things a little differently tonight. Uh, no TV talk for today. We're going to be primarily talking with... Uh, the guys over at Shanlin on Batman. Uh, I've been following these guys for a while. I found them to be quite entertaining. Some good, good podcasts they uh, they have. Some really cool guests. You guys should check it. Definitely check them out. Uh, but uh, at this time, I want to welcome Justin, Tom, and Kyle to the show. Welcome, guys. Oh, Yo, thank you. Thank you for having Thanks us on. A lot, man. I think it, I think this is the first time we've been a guest in someone's podcast. It is the first time we've been we've, a guest. We've crossed over before, but we've never been like straight up. Yes. 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 This is cool. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I'm really interested to talk to you guys about Batman, um, your guys' influences. Uh, talk about, like, get a little talking about Batman v Superman and a little bit about uh, what uh, we can speculate on for, like, you know, the future of Suicide uh, Squad too. And su oh, most definitely. See, this is this thing is going to be a lot of fun. And um, we can talk <clears> solo Batman. Oh, solo Batman, directed by Ben Affleck himself. 
Oh boy, this is like I said, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, all right, so real quickly, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, well, actually, no, I shouldn't say there's a lot. Um, I I can say for my, I, I think for you guys can say too. Um, it's really cool seeing someone like Jet from Batman on film get something going like a long time ago. Um, you know, as far as like message boards and, and keeping people up to date, would you say that um, were you guys inspired by what he did to create your own Batman stuff? Or, I mean, how did your guys' show all come to be? Uh, I'll answer that. We, we're huge fans of Bill at BatmanOnFilm.com. And I actually like, we're still kind of like write little reviews for him. But I've been a fan of his since just before Batman Begins came out, and I would always like go to his website. Like I've been a fo- like a f- like f- fanatic follower of his. To put it how long Justin's been following Jet, Justin had dial-up AOL <laughs> internet. Yes, <laughs> and used to wait like 15, 20 minutes for Jet's page to load up. To see one picture. Yeah, I would, like, t- me and Tom went to high school together, and we'd have, like, that was, like, the first high-speed internet. So, yeah. as everyone would be, like, doing stuff or talking, I'd be, like, looking at, like, the latest trailer or something, like, or, like, trying to find out the latest news of Bill Ramey. But we've also, like, been a huge fan of Kevin Smith's Batman on Batman. And okay. we, uh, and uh, me and Kyle used to work together, and, uh, me and Kyle would always like, did you listen to the latest episode of Batman? He had Neil Adams on, all this cra- all these crazy people on. And I always, I would always like, we should do that. We could do that. Why can't we do that? And, you know, we just like, if we ever do that, we should do this and that. And it was funny because I remember talking to Tom about it. And Tom and Kyle had no idea who they were. They were just like, it was like a casual thing on the internet. Justin hit me up one day and he was like, yeah, I said something about his Batman knowledge. I was like, dude, it's so cool to see somebody that like, spreads batman now he's like oh i was one you know it's awesome like we should get together and talk sometime maybe like do a podcast or something and i was like we could do that that'd be sweet and, and then we didn't talk for months and then i saw him at a restaurant early in the morning like random ass like seven in the morning at a restaurant <laughs> and i think i was working that day and you I were s- cleaning the parking lot and i was riding my motorcycle yes. out and he's and he's. I was like, "Is that Tom?" And he looked at, "Is that Justin?" And I we turned t- around, and uh, for like ten minutes, we talked about like we should do this podcast. We should do this podcast. And uh, it finally like we were f- like rep, rep it, like revving up for it. And Kyle couldn't make it that day because Kyle had to work. I remember I said, "Kyle, here's the idea for it. Here's what I want to do with it. Here's the name for it." Um, and I said like. Even back then, I said, here's who I'd love to get on. I'd love to get Bill Ramey on. I'd love to get Al Miami on. And obviously, we have to get Lee Bermejo on. Mm-hmm. And uh, our first few episodes are really kind of crude, like, compared to, like, where they are now. Because we just had one microphone then. We weren't really <laughs> – uh, we'd sit around a room with one microphone yeah, in the in middle. A small little circle, like a like chair-to-chair, like arm-to-arm little circle with a with – a, a nice little USB mic, but I mean, it was still a Radio Shack USB mic. Like you had to be up on it. Like the sound quality is terrible. Like it's 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 raw three dudes talking about Batman. And we, I would try to get guests on, like as in like my friends, and they always told me no. And how we got our first, yeah. Now they want to come on. It's weird. Yeah. Like, can, your, can we come on your podcast now? No, like, we have Kyle Higgins coming on in two weeks. No. <laughs> 
Like, oh, we'll, we'll get that's a, we have an exclu- exclusive for you guys tonight who we have on, and it's not just Kyle Higgins, right? We have another guy coming on. Um, but I, I remember, uh, it was November, and I just asked Brett Culp to come on because he had Legends of the Night just like released a yep. few weeks like earlier yep. or something, and he said, Would love to, but I can't. And I was kind of like irritated, I was like, Man, we got shot down again because we I kept on asking friends. And then I hit up Mark Hughes, who I've had like this Twitter relationship for, for like a year or two. And uh, I hit him up and he's like, yeah, I'll come on. And from like then on, everyone's been been like saying, yeah. So without like Mark coming on, like he kind of like made us legit. So that's that's kind of like the history of that. And then seriously, we've had like crazy guests like Lieber Mayo, Bill Ramey. Like that was like, like the craziest day for me because. Like yeah. If you listen to that podcast, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, we, great. we had Brett, we did end up having Brett Culp on. We've had Dana Nachman on. We did Bat Kid Begins. Yeah, I we, mean, we just started like uh, another little movie podcast called Lords of Film. Our first guest was uh, Mark Ardeski, the producer of the Lord, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yep. Super wow, nice wow. guy. Super like, uh, like just a nerd like we are. Yeah. Like straight up nerd. Like, Talk, he talked about like Dungeons and Dragons, and he actually had uh, his Dungeons his and Dra- annual game. Today. Yeah, like his annual game was today. He put a picture on Twitter of like him and his best friends that he's been playing D and D with since like grade school. Yeah, up on Twitter, and it was just a picture. And of he's, these guys he's like a dungeon D&D. master. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll give you like the exclusive now, like who are like next guest on uh, both shows. I'll right. let Tom pronounce his name because I'm terrible at pronouncing his name for comic <laughs> But for the Lords of Film, the Lords of Film uh, podcast, we have The Death of Superman Lives, uh, What Happened, the yeah. director of that, uh, John Schnapp's coming on. And then we have Jorge. Man, I'm going to butcher this. Why, do you, why are you making me this, Tom? <laughs> um, I don't know. Corona? <laughs> Is it Corona? Corona? He, Corona. Yeah, let's just say Corona. It's Corona. Corona. Yeah. Um, Corona, yeah. From, uh, he is currently... He's actually he's he, currently drawing for Lieber Mayho for We Are Robin right now, which is Lieber Mayho's newest... It's in the new 52 universe. It's uh, after Endgame, and it's like not one Robin, but many. All right. Wow, that's really cool, man. That's that's awesome. Um uh, did you? I actually, my copy of uh, the Death of Superman Lives. What happened just came in the mail, so um, uh, I'm excited to I've check s- that out. I haven't watched it yet. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and watch. I, I'm hoping to. Your jaw is gonna drop it's, during it's the John really awesome. Peters moments, dude. Oh man! Yeah, I was talking to one of the guys. That I was at Comic Con and they had a whole booth there set up, and and John Shep was there and and talking to everybody. And I was talking to one of his. Uh, I think it was one of his producers, but you know, he was saying, you know, your your mind's gonna change after this as to, you yeah. know, whether or not you would have actually wanted to see Nicolas Cage as Superman. Cause you know, a lot of people write him off and are like, you know, oh, Nicolas Cage as Superman, whatever. But this is totally gonna change your mind and, and I'm I'm excited to look I'm looking forward to that. So it sounds like you guys really enjoyed it too. So Oh yeah, yeah. It was we, a great film. And but- after we saw, I hit him up and I was like, hey, would you like to come on? And he's going to come on. Sounds like September 4th was with his producer, Holly Payne. Um, so we're really excited, really stoked. And like, we haven't announced it to anyone. We're announcing it to you guys first. 
And we're like, we haven't even like posted on Twitter or Facebook or anything. Like, like yeah, we should have John Schnepp on September fourth. Yeah. yeah. So like, they're just super busy. We try to get them on like mid August, but they're just like crazy busy at the moment with like the success of their film. But their movie is amazing. That's I so highly cool. recommend it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I'm definitely gonna be checking that out. Um. So. So getting to the whole, you know, the Batman, we all love Batman, but what, what would you guys say um, really, really took you guys to the next level? Because everyone, you know, uh, everyone likes Batman, but then I feel like there's like another level of, of really loving Batman and, and really knowing him from the comics and even from the animated shows up to the movies. I mean, where did it really come for you guys? Were you guys inspired by the graphic novels, the comic books? I mean, even going back to the... Uh, uh, the, the old Batman TV show. Uh, I'll let Kyle answer that because he has like pretty middle of the road kind of experiences we have. Yeah, uh, what we all had our beginnings, and I think for m- most of us here, it was all with the uh, animated TV show. Yep, back uh, back in the nineties. There, I think that's where we all got our beginning, and you know, just just as kids watching that show every other day or so, it really just captivated us and kind of super thrilled about this cool world that was being shown to us and. From there, it just kind of, we just kind of evolved and, you know, got into the TV shows and the comic books from there. Uh, you know, like, there's just so much content out there to experience that it's really hard not to find one place or another to find your own way in there. Cool. Um, now, I, I'm curious, just getting to the cinematic portion of Batman, um, and I know you guys have had, you know, podcasts where you examine certain Batman films. What would you guys say is, like, your... Um, you know, from what's what we've seen, what is the quintessential Batman movie that's been done? Um, I'm gonna say uh, it's gonna be The Dark Knight, but there's a small scene in the trailer for Batman v Superman that's like the quintessential. This is why everyone loves Batman. It's the scene where they're in Metropolis and the the building's falling, and he's running yeah. towards the falling building. Heroes run to the run to the danger to save people, and that when I saw that, I still tweet about that every once in a while. Like that scene just still gives me chills. It still makes the the hair on my you know arms like just stand up because that is right. That's Batman. Uh, Tom Kyle, would you guys? Uh, what well, what are you guys quintessential Batman? Is it the same as Justin? Uh, I'd say right now. My favorite would definitely be The Dark Knight. It, it's just such a phenomenal movie from start to finish in almost every regard, you know, music-wise, screenwriting-wise, and all that. But, you know, like like Justin said, uh, from what we've seen so far of Batman vs. Superman, I have very high hopes that that will tri- triumph and become the new, like, standard, the new top-of-the-line Batman movie. This is going to be the third reboot of Batman, so we're really excited. Everyone only thinks that Batman's only been rebu- rebooted once, but Joel Schumacher has been the real first comic book superhero re- re- reboot of a comic book character. If you look at uh, Batman Forever, he rebooted the entire franchise mm-hmm. from right there. Like, everyone gives Chris Nolan the credit, and definitely he deserves all of it. But Joel Schumacher was, like, really the first one to really reboot the superhero franchise and make it something completely different. And after re-examining Batman Forever, it definitely needs its... Uh, it, it definitely stands... Uh, I would say shoulder to shoulder with Batman Begins or The Dark Knight, but it's definitely a closer interpretation than a lot of people want to remember. I, for me, man, like 
that 89 Batman, just to play the devil's advocate, I guess, but like, <laughs> and that 89 Batman, I don't get, like, come on, Burton's vision of it, like, the way that it was like, this is real now, like, this is real life, like, the, it brought a visual to the mind other than the comics and what was going on in the time and, like, the Joker, Jack Nicholson as a Joker, like, that was... That was ahead of its time. It was it was a big deal when it came out. That was bad. That was the beginning of Batman fever, and it honestly hasn't gone away since 1989. <clears throat> you know, that's yeah. that's a very good point. You know, um, you know when you think about Batman '89 when it came out, uh, it 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 really was different than what you had seen before. I mean, of course, it it really all kickstarted with with uh, Christopher Reeve and Superman, and you know there were other movies after that, but it's it's. It's it to me, and I'm not sure if you guys agree with me or not, but Batman '89 still to me still stands today. Um, it's it's yeah, just so that, good. It's yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it's just yeah. yeah it's just it's agree with yeah. It stands the test of time. Like there's no there's no doubt about that. Like my two year old, like will sit and watch the '89 Batman movie. Like <laughs> he loves it. Like what's nice. great about. What's great about the 89 Batman movie, like, that was really, for me, like, my first exposure to Batman. I've said it, like, a hundred times before on a hundred different podcasts, like, hundred episodes of podcasts, you know, talk about it. Yeah, we're at 40, but we're close to a hundred, so. Um, but, yeah, like, that's the, everyone kind of, when you think of Batman, that's kind of how, or Batman in, like, the cinematic universe, you, everyone kind of gravitates to 89 just because, of all the craziness with the casting with Michael Keaton, getting someone like the caliber of Jack Nicholson. Mr. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the score with Danny Elfman, like the world that Tim Burton created, like everyone kind of like sort of emulates that um, within the different movies that have, you know, been reinterpreted by other filmmakers between Joel Schumacher, Nolan, and now Zack Snyder and soon uh, Ben Affleck. So everyone kind of right. looks back at, the '89 movie said, "Like what works, what doesn't work." Obviously, you have to have a kick-ass core, at kick-ass score. I mean, look, look what T Danny Elfman did. Look what Hans Zimmer did. Uh, I mean, some would say Elliot Goldenthal doesn't. You know, his his score wasn't that great in Batman and Robin, but Batman Forever, it was it was okay. It was definitely good. Yeah. And you, if you look at the like, he kind of turned uh, Batman on its head with, you know, how you interpret Batman on the big screen, like. Like everyone looks at the '89 Batmobile as the quintessential version of the Batmobile, <laughs> yeah. even uh, Greg Capullo draws that in his comic yeah. book. So, like that, it's it stands the test of time. Like you can look at it today in the in the context of superhero uh, film history or film history, and it definitely needs it to be up there as one of the I wouldn't say the greatest films of all time, but within the top oh, two fifty. Yeah, I agree. Matt, did you want to? Uh, do you have something? Yeah, I was gonna jump in and say, uh, nineteen eighty nine Batman was kind of was definitely my first experience with it. I was born in eighty nine, but I watched it if, like, like I went back to it. Like somebody had like on VHS, I went to a friend's right. house, and that was the first time I'm like, wow, okay, this is what a movie's supposed to look like. It's not just like Disney movies all the time. I was like, there's like scary movies that's really cool, and then by the way, there's a superhero in it, and then you know, kind of going back to what you guys were saying how the animated series kind of kicked off like 
your 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 love for the character, and I, I couldn't agree more because uh, the the movie uh, the eighty nine Batman kind of kicked, kicked off. I think you said that Pete, where um, from from everything else, it stemmed from that one movie. Like that started the Batman craze, and um, I just I just want to agree with all you guys. My goodness, like we <laughs> we we were supposed to debate this, but I think we're all on the same page almost. <laughs> well, let's not forget. Uh... Batman Beyond needs to be if we're, if you're oh, if you were oh, talking yeah. about like, yeah. Batman and like our exposure to it, it's you know clearly eighty nine the animated series, but Batman Beyond is one of those things that has slowly over the past few years really crept into the zeitgeist. Yeah, the guys on Shanley Not Batman are all huge Beyond fans, yeah. very much so. Um, we're he has hasn't said it yet, but uh Bernard Changa, the current artist of Batman Beyond, is co- is might come on, and we are going to have Kyle Higgins, who uh, who wrote an amazing run on Batman Eternal and Batman Beyond. So we're really excited to yeah. to talk to those guys about Batman Beyond. You know, I'm I'm curious. Too, there's so many different stories. That's the, that's one of the great things I love about you know Batman and Superman is there's so many stories you can go back to cuz i mean obviously they in comics they really kickstarted everything um but is you know we've seen a lot of different a lot of different stories told cinematically and and even in the cartoons would you say that there's a story that hasn't been touched yet and i'm sure there's many um that you would love to see done on uh the big screen not necessarily even cartoons just on the big screen oh uh, batman beyond yep like not to beat a dead horse, but yeah, Batman Beyond. You man. you can go in so many different directions with Batman Beyond. You could have like the Clint Eastwood kind of esque, or like a more like uh, I mean, like an older Ben Affleck. In yeah, the hopefully movie. that's where Ben Affleck franchise goes with the solo Batmans. Is like, like after his first two one. like two good like awesome older Batman like Frank Miller esque Dark Knight Returns like angry old bastard mean Batman into a you know what? I'm not going to live for fucking ever, and I need a fucking predecessor, man. And it just hops right into Batman Beyond. I mean, because if you think about it, the timeline is about right for Ben Affleck. Like, Ben Affleck isn't young anymore. I mean, this isn't chasing 84. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> Yeah, like, this isn't, this isn't 20 years ago. Like, he's, he's 44. He's getting to be an older man. And I need another, what, five, six years from now? He's going to be almost 50. And that's perfect as far, as far as I'm concerned. Like, we could we could definitely boot a Batman Beyond in six to ten years. No I'll problem. That. But what else you can do with Batman Beyond too is you can create the world, um, like Chris Nolan did with, you know, his Dark Knight. Just yeah. call it the Cape Crusader. That could be the Cape Crusader trilogy, and you could also throw in elements from the Arkham games. Yep. And you can have like each film kind of explore different because you can have tell two. I always we did a like uh like an un like Batman movies that almost were kind of podcast. And I argued like the best way to do a Batman Beyond movie is how they did uh Godfather Part Two, as you're telling a story of two men growing up. And you can flash back to young Bruce. And you can, and you know, tell that story of how he kind of came to be. And as you're as you're doing that, you can kind of you can tell the story of Terry at the same time and how he's kind of weaving through life and where he's at with Batman. And you can have how he loses his dad and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Kind of what happens yeah. in The Godfather too, where you're seeing uh, a young uh, Vito Corleone 
you know, mirrored a mirror image of like Michael Corleone, like like how they kind of weave in and out of the storylines right then and there. And I've always been a proponent, like you can go back and listen to that one if you guys want to, but I've always been a proponent of that because that right there is some, that'd be an, if they did that, that'd be an Oscar winning, the first best picture Oscar winner for a superhero film of all time right there. Because you can tell really good stories and you can, you can, the villain, if, let's think about it like this. The villain could be the Joker, and you could tell an old ass Joker story and a young ass Joker story as well at the same time. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you guys. I'm I'm glad you guys you brought that up because that actually answers my question. Because I was going to ask you about talking about you know Ben Affleck as an older Batman. Um, you know, and and we know we're at least getting you know Ben Affleck in one solo movie. Um, and, and so basic question. Which what are we going to get after that? Are we going to get uh, a young Batman? Are we going to get uh, you know version his stories uh, before uh, leading up to Ma- uh, Batman vs Superman? Are are we going to get a Batman Beyond type of uh, type of world uh, following that? So so I mean I'm, I'm, it sounds pretty much like you guys would rather have a Batman uh, Beyond type of uh, future for a Batman cinematic universe. I'll let Kyle. I, I want before Kyle, Kyle wants to answer. I, before that, before Kyle answers, I want to say I want to see the solo Batman movie with uh, Ben in it. I want to see like kind of like them go back a few years and tell like I want to say like a prequel to Batman v Superman. But I kind of want to see um, like a younger version of him like fighting with Robin and um, and like. Like the middle age struggle, like, yeah, like yeah. N- not where but Dark Knight Rises did, where he was like thirty, like thirty nine or forty years old. Like I want to see like a thirty five year old version of like Ben Affleck, yeah, like, like yeah. he's in his prime because we're getting a Batman in this Batman v Superman who is world weary. He's older. He's Ben Affleck said he's kind of fucked up in the head. So I kind of want to see like a thirty five year old version of that. But Kyle, Kyle, jump in. All right. So, um, like, in terms of what I think is going to happen later on, like, you know, past year, 2020 or so, like, what are they going to do? Uh, it it kind of depends about how successful this run of the cinematic universe is going to be. But I think if everything goes according to plan and they start adding on to it, I'd definitely like to see what Justin mentioned, like a like a kind of a go back in time a little bit to, like, a, the iconic storylines from there, do something new. Uh, maybe later on, though, I, like I said, we'd, we'd love to see a Batman Beyond. I don't know if they'd actually do that, though, since I don't know how many people are familiar with Batman Beyond, like in the mainstream, that is. So I don't know how successful that would actually be. The thing with Batman Beyond is, not to cut you off, awesome. but the thing with Batman Beyond is, like, that would be so interesting as a movie that people wouldn't even realize that it was something that already existed. They'd be like, oh, shit, Batman picked his predecessor. This will be great. And not even realize that Terry McGinnis was an actual character to begin with. Is that guy supposed to be the Robin or something? What's going on? <laughs> I thought that's what uh, John Blake at the end of the movie. I was hoping they'd say, uh, "I like your real name, Terry McGinnis." <laughs> <laughs> but that never happened. No, no. But I can. I. I think no. But I. I do agree that you know. I. I think that it could definitely work. I mean, and and I only say that because. You know, I mean, look what Marvel did with Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, the mainstream had no idea what Guardians of the Galaxy was, and Sad. and they they did it right, and and they put it out there, they cast it perfectly, and it just 
executed it as well as they could, and it, it was successful. So, I mean, there's no doubt that they could do the exact same thing with Batman and Beyond. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just biased because I love Batman. But I mean, to me, you just throw Batman on a title, I think it sells. So it's just, I, I totally think that could that could work. So, you know, going to the the cinematic universe. Um, what do you guys do? You guys see an even longer run than what Marvel's doing? Do you guys see overall um, they could even pass Marvel? And I, I, I guess I'm trying to stay neutral because even though I'm a, I, I'm like a way bigger DC, no, not necessarily financially, but just um, I'm I'm a big DC guy. So, but I try to stay neutral. I don't want to. I guess I don't want to like push people away because like I'm more of a DC guy. So what I'm saying is. Um, do you think popularity-wise, because it seems like everyone seems to think that Marvel way is the only way, and and I think that what DC is doing is showing it's not the only way. DC is doing their own thing, and and uh, and I've I've said this for a long time. I'm really happy to see the route they're taking. I guess I'm I'm thinking long term. Do you think that this could be uh, better than than what Marvel's doing? Are any of the Marvel movies other than the second Captain America movie any good? Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick. But the other day, IGN had, like, the the best and worst of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm looking at the the, the lineup. Iron Man 2 blew. Iron Man 3 sucked. The first, two, the first Thor movie was awful. The first Captain America movie wasn't that great. I'm just speaking Winter like... Winter Soldier was kick-ass. Yeah, Winter Soldier was amazing. I'm talking about straight up, like, as in, like, a, like a film. I'm not talking about, like, I, I think all their movies are okay. Like, yeah, like, they'll look okay and stuff. But, like, but. if you're telling a story, mm -hmm. and, like, like they, they, they're they not really that great. Like, look at them. Like, they have no really good villains. So they can mm -hmm. only really go, like, more on the lighter side they're of so, things. They're so on point about making these... Kid, quote unquote family friendly movies that they're really losing a lot of potential of the what could have been you know what I mean like, if, yeah if you look at what's going on with uh with the current DC EU lineup everyone's really interested in Suicide Squad why villains because it's a dark interpretation of something we haven't seen what's in the media right now. Villains. Yes. <laughs> what do we want to see right now? Villains. Do you see a little like cultural phenomenon going on? Like, yeah. These films have gone with the times. I'm not like I'm not trying to shit on what Marvel's done. I like a lot of the Marvel movies. I'm like one of my favorite movies of all time is Spider-Man 2. Not the amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm talking about Toby Maguire He's saying lying. It's the amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. <laughs> um but why did I enjoy that? Because it told adult Kind of tense. It was yes. more of an adult story of a of a man coming of age. If but you, you know what? The kids loved it too. That and was it was the thing. It was uh, it tapped both markets. And what Marvel does, and I've seen almost all of their movies except for the only one I still haven't picked up was Ant Man. I haven't seen that. I have no desire to see that. I don't want like I just like I'm just done with it. like after Avengers: Age of Ultron. I was like eh. I'm, I'm just not, like, it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Every, like, Ben Affleck said it best. Like, they're, they're kind of glib. Like, the movies are kind of glib. So, okay. Fair points. Um, now, speaking of, uh, speaking of Suicide Squad, what would you say is 
you what are you looking forward to the most out of that entire movie? Is there a certain character? Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. That's okay. I think we can all agree that we're all looking forward to Jared Leto. I mean, he looks. I mean, just like we're gonna see. We're gonna see a live action Killer Croc. Mm -hmm. That's fucking cool. The first live action of Harley. Yeah, exactly. First live action interpretation ever of Harley Quinn. And I mean, Margot Robbie can. I mean, could you find a better actress? Does she not look fucking incredible? Don't forget Will Smith's Deadshot. Mm -hmm. When's the last time Will Smith's done a bad movie? Every the last last five movies. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll say, uh, After that. Earth. Sorry. <laughs> after Earth. Yeah. Oh, with his son. <laughs> the Pope. Right, well, it's good talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know. I'm... Oh, go ahead. But still, I mean, he doesn't do crap movies. I mean, like for Will Smith to put on a bunch of spandex well, and I a see... mask. And I've like, talked to a few people about this. It's this is Will Smith trying to, uh, he's trying to point the ship in the right direction. Freshen on his, up, yeah. and on his movie, like the Fresh Prince. Oh, uh, um, um, but he's trying to like point the ship in the right direction when it comes to his career because it's kind of hit a lot of snags lately. Look at the Focus movie, didn't do that great. After it was a critical and financial bomb. At least he wasn't in Pixels. Oh, um, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, like, it's what DC is doing is exactly what I want them to do. I want them to take, seri- take serious things that are happening in the world and talk about them in a serious way. Like, sure, I want some funny things to happen in movies, like like what, what happened in Gardens of the Galaxy and... Uh, Avenger, the first Avengers movie. Like I, I like to laugh just as much, but at the same time, I want serious content that's going to tell a story that you feel has concluded. Like so at the end saying, of, oh sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say like if in Avengers: Age of Ultron, there were so many different things that happened, and like at the end was so unsatisfying. Yeah, because it felt it was, like a yeah. huge trailer for like other movies. And that's why I'm looking forward to DC because they're like, we're going to let the filmmaker and I can't remember who said it. I think it was a Charles Roven. The other says we're letting the filmmakers play within the sandbox. We're, we're giving them space to create their, their uh, sandcastles. Their universe. Yeah. yeah. I, and it might've been Snyder. I can't remember. You have to look for that quote online, but he, he's like, you know what David Ayer is doing with suicide squad. It might it might shift a, th- a few things within our universe, but we what we can do is we can push back on that in a later movie. It, nothing has to be cookie cutter, and it seems like it seems like the filmmakers are having fun in the DC world. If if you look at what David Ayer was came when he came on the uh, San Diego Comic Con, and he was talking and he was like talking up a big game because it seems like he's having a lot of fun on set. He seems like he's yeah. telling a great story, but if you hear like rumblings. Um, in the Marvel universe, it's kind of like everyone's kind of either left on bad terms. Like even Josh Whedon, he doesn't want to yeah. come back. Look at uh, Kenneth Branagh, he doesn't want to come back. I mean, there have been a few. Like John Favreau did two uh, two, two Iron, Iron Man movies. Uh, you're you're getting two Guardian, the same Guardians of the Galaxy. But if you look what happened on Ant Man and yeah. what happened on Black Panther, it's those filmmakers. 
wanted to tell an interesting story. Like Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright's one of the most talented filmmakers out there right now. Right? Oh my gosh, we are on the same page, my friend. Yes. Right. <laughs> and they're they're not letting those filmmakers be filmmakers to shoot the movie they want to do. No, they're making them be film cookie cutters. Yeah, like, and that's what, what we say. Yeah. yeah, and and what they're doing. I mean, some people can argue with like what happened to Wonder Woman and everything. Ah, uh, whatever. Like some people have a different like this is kind of like where the direction. But I heard. I've heard some like behind the scenes, like she wanted some really crazy, like crazy far out there ideas that just were like, oh, even for us, that's a little far fetched. But they're letting the filmmakers do that. And I feel like that's attracting David Ayer, that's attracting a Ben Affleck to want to direct these sort of movies because they're letting their filmmakers do it. And Ben Affleck's one of the hottest directors right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and even just to add on to what you're saying about. Um, with Marvel, I mean, I think a year or two, a year or two after uh, Iron Man two came out, there were a bunch of videos, and I'm sure Marvel had complete control of this. Um, videos came out with John Favreau and Mickey Rourke, where they were being interviewed about Iron Man two and their experiences, and and it just didn't sound good. Like you know, like Favreau was told the, the way, at least the way it sounded. I'm just paraphrasing here, but um, he was basically they said, okay, we really want to push for Avengers, so. Um, you know, it's not going to, you know, basically it's not going to come out the way you wanted it to, because we've got to stuff all this stuff in here to put all these Easter eggs in here for, for, uh, for, uh, for Avengers. And, and I know Mickey Rourke wasn't happy because, you know, a lot, a lot, you know, that, and that's, it's going back to what you're saying about villains. Marvel doesn't have the best villains. I mean, if you think about their entire cinematic universe, what they've done so far, Loki's really been the only really good villain. Um, Sorry to cut you off. Their best villains are in stuff they don't, the properties they don't own, like yep. X-Men. Yeah. I mean, they're getting Spider-Man back, but they're not going to be using the Spider-Man villains in their cinematic nope. universe. They can't. No, that's and, a very good point. And, like, to add on to what you're saying, like, what look what happened with when Terminator Genesis came out. The director of, he was the, Alan Taylor was director of Thor 2. He said, I had a horrible experience. Like, they, I, I was able to make the movie, yep. I was able to make the movie I wanted to make. They edited the shit out of it. Yep. Now, he didn't say that wanted, quote, quote for quote, but he definitely that's said... That's what he meant. Yeah, yeah. that's... So, like, they... The, the, what they're doing is their own thing, and it's great. So some of the movies are successful. Some of the movies are not very successful. But they're not letting... I'm a proponent of... If you're paying someone to do the job... Let, let them do it. Let them yeah. do it. No shit. <laughs> no, I like that. It's a, that's a very good point. So, um, yeah, I've actually, I've actually thought in the back of my mind it'd be hilarious if Edgar Wright went to DC and ended up making a movie. Um, I mean, <laughs> like uh, the Flash might need a new uh, filmmaking filmmaker because uh, the guy Chris and Lord, whatever the the guys who did Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street are doing the solo Han so the the solo Han Solo movie. <laughs> <laughs> really okay so so that could delete really change things that's that's very interesting and edgar uh, wright doing a flash movie that would be oh, awesome man. i'd love to see that i <laughs> i'll throw a name out there that you guys haven't heard if go when you're done with, when we're done recording go on youtube watch kung fury <laughs> oh yes i already watched it it's so awesome yes that's yes. the guy who's time Yep. Yes, Matt. They, they they need to get hit. The guy who did that in either Green Lantern or The Flash. Or The Flash. One of those will just kill it. That guy would just kill one of those characters, man. 
that's the thing. We still have other properties that we haven't heard directors of. I mean, Green Lantern's Corpse. Who knows who's going to direct that? And 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 even you know who's going to uh, star in that? Actually, let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick for just a little bit. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on on who could potentially play uh, Hal Jordan or even John Stewart? Or or I mean. My kind of out there theory is maybe they don't even go with Hal Jordan. This is Green Lantern Corp. So um, maybe they just go with Jon Stewart and introduce the rest of the corpse and we get Hal later on, especially with, you know, the news that Chris Pine is going to actually be Steve Trevor in Wonder Woman. Um, so I'll, you made a comment about, like, these other films. Like, Shazam needs a filmmaker, and we're talking with one of the producers of the Shazam movie, soon so we'll we'll try to get him uh, uh to maybe give us uh some uh info but for green lantern i know i'm gonna get like you guys are all gonna like hate me for it but uh tyler perry should be john stewart and john ham <laughs> should be um should be uh either kyle rayner or hal jordan or whoever is the current green lantern See, that uh, makes you want to watch that Tyler Perry, like, action movie that he was in. Remember back back, back then? He did, like, a, I don't know, like a Christopher Cross movie or something like that. Kyle, what were your thoughts of Tyler Perry after seeing Gone Girl? After seeing, oh, after seeing Gone Girl? Yes, I didn't realize that was Tyler Perry until after the movie was done. I was <laughs> oh, like, shit. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Tyler, what? Is it the Perry? What? This you didn't recognize him without lipstick on? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize he could like he's an awesome actor like that. I always just thought he was a kind of funny goofy guy you know well what's funny about that too is uh, he was in it with the new Batman so you never know there's a connection there um no, no, getting let's let's get to uh, let's get to a little bit about Batman v Superman here because that's the movie kicking really kicking things off next year for the DC. Uh, I like to say DC EU extended DC extended universe because that's what it is. Um, now there's a lot of speculation around things going on this week uh, that ha- that popped up this week. Um, one of them was uh, Scoot McNary who you know he was cast a while back and it was really unknown as to who his character could be. Um, and I want to ask you guys, I mean, any thoughts as to what, who he could be, or, um, I know there was like a rumor floating around that he could be, uh, a Jimmy Olsen. I mean, how do you guys feel if that's, if that is the case, how do you guys feel about an older Jimmy Olsen? That's, yeah, that's probably our best bet. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, he could be Metallo. We, we like, like those like tertiary characters, um, when it comes to that, maybe maybe you guys think differently, but as long as they're in the movie, it doesn't matter really who plays them. You know, like who played uh, who played the guy in Iron Man two, yeah. uh, the other guy who he took the suit. And, uh, Rock? No, 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 oh, no. Oh. Uh, uh, Don Cheadle. Oh, Don no, Cheadle. They replaced his character in the second one. Oh, like Terrence Howard. Out- Terrence Howard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of like, in my opinion, it's like a character like that. Like, they replaced him and nobody even gave a shit. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Just, that's how it feels to me. With, like, like, a Jimmy Olsen character. He's kind of like a recyclable character, you know? Right. Like, it, like it, it, as long as he's in the movie, 
It really doesn't. As long as there's right. a Jimmy yeah. Olsen yeah. in the movie, I'm happy. I just want to see Jimmy Olsen. I don't, give a, I don't care who it is. Like, if it's Scooby McNary, is a very, very talented actor. He does that uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yep. Yes. And he was yeah. in Argo. He was in uh, Gone Girl. Uh, yeah, he's a talented. So could he be Jimmy Olsen? Possibly, but a guy with that kind of acting chops, I feel like there he could. He, there's all anybody <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Someone actually took a screenshot of the, uh, I think the trailer um, in the very beginning that when Superman's walking into the courtroom and and they kind of point out somebody and it, it they say it's Scoot McNary. I don't know if it is. I didn't really zoom in, but they're kind of you know. I mean, obviously it's just pure speculation, but um, you know, right now we don't know. But I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about that. Well, also, if, the if other- anybody is going to put meat on the bones of Jimmy Olsen character, it's going to be him, you know? That's very true. That's the very rumor true. right now is, like, that he doesn't have – he lost his legs during the Black event, whatever whatever the Black Zero event. That's what they're calling it, what happened at the end of Man of Steel. Assad versus Superman yeah, deal, like, is that what it is? Black uh, event? Like, the Black Zero event? I don't know. Like, he who should not be named? Yes, Voldemort? <laughs> Um, but like that, the rumor is like if that's because he had the green screened out legs and everything. So yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Um, now the other piece of news that dropped this week was uh, Jenna Malone and and her potentially uh, her potential role in in Batman v Superman. Now, uh, what do you guys think of the news that came out? I mean, is it something you guys are like, yeah, that's that's. That could happen, or, or do you think it's good, or do you, you do you veer uh, somewhere else on this? Well, well, I actually know who she is playing, but I'll let Tom and Kyle answer that. So, <laughs> what do <are> you guys? <laughs> I have no strong opinion one way or another. <laughs> Come on, that's not an answer. <laughs> that's like saying I, I plead the fifth or something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I wanted to ask you guys real quick too about you know a lot of the offense that that happened in in uh, Batman v Superman are, are the result of what happened in, at the end of Man of Steel. Now I've always wanted to talk to talk about this and have a, a quite a discussion about you know uh, the destruction at the end of the the uh, at the end of the Man of Steel, and I I don't know maybe it's because we haven't seen this kind of Superman uh, action movie where we see things blown up and we see destruction all around. I I personally, I thought that everyone kind of blew it out of proportion. Um, I enjoyed the the fight scene at the end of the movie. I know it was tons of destruction done in Metropolis, but you know, you hear people talking about you know how there's potentially uh, uh, doomsday in the movie or or maybe in a future movie. You know, it, it just and people are excited about that, and that's great, and, and that's that's totally awesome. But I mean, if people are mad about Zod and Superman fighting and Kazuyama's destruction, uh, what do you think is going to happen when Doomsday and Superman fight? And and what do you guys? I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I guess is what I'm asking. As far as destruction and reaction to it. Well, I feel like they can't really have the same reaction to a, like a Doomsday destruction as they would have uh, Zod's destruction because either they just have to accept that yeah, Doomsday is going to cause some destruction, <laughs> or they're just going to complain that Superman is destroying the city when this other mutant is destroying the world. So, like, they need to pick a side, you know? It's like, I think uh, it'll be more, I think people will be more accepting of it this time around since it's, well, one, it's already happened, and two, it makes more sense. 
Yeah, it seems like a good response to uh, the negative reaction to Man of Steel, but like if you look at the the Marvel movies, it's the same thing that happened in the first Avengers. But the, the what they did is they just took the ending of Transformers two, two, two. and they just pl- pl- plugged that into the end of their film, and there was destruction in both of those. But nobody gave a shit. So I'm so They're, happy they saved everyone at the end of Age of Ultron. <laughs> and they like made a weird point about it at the end of the two. Like, make sure we save everyone. <laughs> well, I think they got away with it because they did it on a plant on a on a piece of earth that floats around, and you know that was just kind of. I thought that was always kind of funny. Um, so what I mean, you know, what are your guys' expectations for Batman v Superman? And I know it's it's maybe it's a silly question, but. But with how we're getting, you know, a new Batman, how, how we're finally going to get to see Batman and Superman on screen at the same time, what are your expect- expectations for, for the movie? And, and even seeing characters uh, like Jesse Eisenberg as, as Lex Luthor, um, Jeremy Irons as Alfred, I mean, what are your guys' expectations uh, oh, for? One billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you might laugh at me now, but when that rolls around, that, that's probably... Two billion? Maybe. Two billion? What do you want? I think, look what happened with Jurassic World. Like That's yeah. very true. Yeah, I mean, like, it, this is going to be huge. There's not one person on the face of this earth that doesn't A, know who Superman is, or B, know who Batman is. Like, I okay, yeah, there's a few. But, I mean, who doesn't want to see Batman punch Superman in the face, vice versa? Like, this is going to be huge. Everybody and their brother is going to go see this film. Even though I guess old people... You they see still want to see this, dude. Like My mom wants to see it. Why do they hate each other? What's wrong with these two? I thought they were friends. Like, they'll at least go, they'll go to a video store, like the two of them that are left, and rent it after it's out. Like, well, I think it's going to make $2 billion for other reasons just than that. If you look at it, it's like the Chris Nolan movies couldn't, he didn't make them, he didn't, he doesn't like 3D, right? Mm-hmm. But Snyder, he's like, why not? Why can't Whatever, we? Yeah. So why can't we tap that market? Like Chris Nolan wouldn't tap that market and they potentially lost. It was silly. Yeah, like 20, 50, $100 million out of that. Whereas Batman v Superman, it's going to, it's going to be playing in more screens. It's going to be playing in more theaters that will show it in 3D. It'll be on more IMAX screens too. So, yeah, why can't it make $2 billion? I know everyone's like, oh, that's way too... Like, that's Avatar money, but look what happened with the with them dropping the Comic-Con trailer. How many people watched that? How many people watched the Suicide Squad trailer? How many people watched that trailer in 10 hours? Yeah. Like, I'm Luke. Yeah. I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. You know what? I'm, I'm totally with you guys on that. It sounds ridiculous, but it's really not when you think about it because... I mean, you know, everyone's going to be like, well, they got to reach that Avengers number. And to me, it's like, you know, know, like you said, everyone knows who Batman and Superman is. They, I mean, there's a reason that Batman and Superman and woman are called the Trinity. You know, it's not just because it's a cool name. Uh, And, 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 and I, I hope that everyone goes in, I hope people go and see this movie because uh, they should, Uh, they shouldn't be persuaded by other people who just want to hate on the movie. Um, I know when Man of Steel came out, I saw a lot of, of different uh, tweets that were just hateful towards it, and and specifically by by some comic book artists, and 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 they 
their followers, you know, range in like the hundred thousands. And I just remember following threads where they were like, oh, great. Thank you for saving me a trip to the movies. And I really hope that's not the case with the movie because this could definitely reach those high numbers. Um, I mean, what do you guys think of, of negative response and, and, and people just being persuaded this thinking, oh, well, I guess I don't have to, I guess cause, cause my, my, the, the artists I look to or, or somebody I look up to on Twitter says it's not good. Uh, I shouldn't see it. I don't know. Like the, the thing that I've seen the most negative response of lately is that that fucking Empire magazine cover, and it's like you're gonna base your entire opinion right now off a movie that's gonna come out almost a fucking year from now on a magazine cover because Batman don't have a neck and he's standing in a weird position. Like it's just everybody that's got something negative to say right now is just kind of stupid like I think it's a year away like come on i think the movie should be called batman v superman dawn of all the haters shut the fuck up because they're gonna <laughs> shut up. because yeah. everyone all like all the like the because real- two billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> all the people that uh enjoy batman who enjoy superman they're the ones who watch the trailer on loop for 10 hours and yeah who are talking about it on podcasts called Seen a Nerd, you know, about how awesome this movie's going to be. This movie's going to be awesome. We don't take time out of our lives to talk about bullshit because we think it's funny. Like, mm-hmm. this is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we did We're uh, dedicated fans, and this is why we bring this to you every week. And why you're doing, why you do podcasts as well, because you're fans mm-hmm. and those people who can just sit back and troll. And we've talked about it on other podcasts. Like some people are just dicks to be you just dicks. fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Kyle no, I told I totally agree. Kyle, I, I know you hate trolls. I just tune trolls out. <laughs> I'll see Kyle people, don't even know what trolls are. I'll see people complaining about trolls on Twitter. I'm just like, I haven't seen any of those. Ooh, I haven't <laughs> seen no trolls. <laughs> what? I missed, <laughs> missed the memo. He really and he he Kyle's a gamer. So he has to deal with like gamergate and shit. So yeah, like this is all this isn't all new for him. He's been dealing with this craziness for years. So he just tunes it all out. How do you guys deal with trolls? Um, you know, we've we haven't really dealt with too many. We had one that came on because we, you know, when we talk uh, about a variety of topics, a lot of them are TV shows. You know, we'll, we talk a uh, a lot about the Flash. Uh, we love the Flash, so we talk a lot about it. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah great, great show. show. Um, and, and Casey had made a, a comment once and it was just a joking comment. Um, and somebody who had never listened to our show, but fo- saw one of our tweets, um, and, and followed the hashtag of the flash, listened to it and, and immediately took it negatively. But this person had never, ever listened to our show before and, and didn't know Casey and the kind of humor he had. So they were like, Oh, this is awful to say about this particular character it was just ridiculous so i mean i was able to like just calm him down but i mean i ignored him after that i was like okay i don't i really shouldn't be exhausting this much energy to begin with but you know whatever i just i was able to shake him off i mean that's that's really the only time we've ever really dealt with a troll to so to speak but i mean personally whenever i've had a troll i just like i just i just ignore him it's just not a waste where it's not really worth the time i let tom deal with all my trolls oh (laughs) yeah like I like I'm a like really nice guy and I can like I can be a dick and I'm not and like but Tom he just like 
Like, I just got to send time a text. I think or, there was a famous YouTube video that sums it up. Oh, yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had some douchebag on a uh, Facebook forum or something. Yeah, Ooh. some weird forum, yeah. And uh, we, we were, like, you know, kind of, like, getting publicity out that we were having a uh, guest on. And uh, he's... I think it was Dr. Langley, yeah, actually. I, I it think, was, yeah. And he, he's like, you got your podcast suck. Uh, and he never listened to it. He's like, you you guys haven't read the rest of the book yet, and you're going to have them on? And Tom had, like, the most perfect I response. I was like, you know, I heard that uh, I heard that Beethoven was really no, good. No, it was Shakespeare. All right, I heard that Shakespeare was really good, so I probably shouldn't talk about and or read any of his stuff because I would just sound like an idiot. <laughs> like, it just, like, for me, like, I tune them out, but if, like, it just gets to, like, out, like, I was, like, super nice with the guys, like, oh, you're, like, you're funny or anything, like, I try to, like, play it off, but if you can, like, go and jab at me, because I, like, I'm kind of can be a dick, but Tom just, like, thrives off that shit, <laughs> and, like, he, he likes dealing with people and putting them in their place, because people are assholes now. They, now that this whole social media... We literally had... Uh, you call us a, a shot a quote unquote uprising like i mean like a, a legit anger about the size of gal gadot's breasts right. being wonder woman what uh, the fuck kind of world do we live in where somebody says you can't play a fucking character because your boobs aren't big enough like what the yeah. fuck man like but, like that's why i just don't understand like we or, for the first time ever, we're gonna see Batman, we get to see Wonder Superman, Woman. and Wonder Woman. And, and guess you're gonna what? complain about that. Yeah, that? she's every guy who complain about it. If a push came to shove, she's like, "Hey, you want to go to the back and make out?" They're doing. <laughs> no, I I totally agree. I it just it's I, I don't find I find these trolls ridiculous, and and I've seen comments. I mean, even about Will Smith is Deadshot. There's been stupid comments and. And uh, and complaints, and I just I don't I don't get it at all. If, if the actor's good and and they're right for the role and they do it, they execute it good. Who cares? It's it's just it's really ridiculous when you hear the comments and and their asinine comments. Really, uh, it's just it's it's really stupid. Um, and, and the big thing is like nobody knows yet. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to make all these assumptions? Yeah, the movie hasn't even come out yet. You know, exactly. That's my thing. Exactly. Um. I had one more question um, for you guys, but just to to finish up our conversation, and that is, you know, uh, there was an article that came out this week, um, and and it really set a lot of things on fire. Uh, you know, there was the announcement that the Killing Joke was going to get made into an animated movie. You know, there was a, there was an article that recently came out this week that just um, sent a lot of people uh, with different uh, different opinions, and that was on the Killing Joke. Uh, you know, it was just recently announced that it's going to be turned into an animated movie. Uh, but there was an article that came out that <clears throat> that said it shouldn't be done because of certain reasons, like you know how the Joker, uh, what it, what he does to Jim Gordon and his daughter, and and, and the way it's portrayed, people don't want to see that come into uh, an animated film. What are your guys' thoughts on that? The same people who wrote that article are probably the same people who thought that Jason T that the Joker was really Jason Todd or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Like people will just bitch and complain. Ooh. It's a piece of art. Right? Honestly, yeah, that's the same people that got mad about the uh, Batgirl cover. I mean, 
It's just it's the same. It's the Joker, man. Yeah, like, it's the Joker. It's what the Joker does. So like, it's the kind of messed up things all the time. So we can't. Up. There's a TV show. There was a TV show called Hannibal on about a a psychotic killer, and nobody gave a shit about it. And now yeah. because it's people will just bitch about anything to get clickbait or to do anything. Yeah. What? I don't under like it's the world that we live in where. You can be on a reality TV show and become famous, or make a porno and be like have a huge like like industry of your fashion line. Like it's just people will just sit and bitch. We, for me personally, I want to see it. I think it's a piece yeah, of art. That's unanimous yeah. here. Want to see that shit? It's a piece of art. Alan Moore's writing, uh, legendary. It's it's awesome. Okay, so we can't make it because it's violent. I turn on CNN and I see people being blown up. Literally, yeah. Like, yeah. We can't. People are so get butt. Like I say, butt hurt, or they get so offended about the littlest things, and they need to just like it's a piece. It's a cartoon. It's about fake people. <laughs> these are these people are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with, I'm with you on that one. <clears throat> All right. Um, well, that's a good way to end the that's a good way to end the discussion. I like that. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to guys for a big thank you to you guys for coming on. Um, and and before you goes before you go, uh, please let everyone know where they can find you and and listen to your podcast. Oh, dude, thanks a lot, man. You can find us, Shanley and I'm Batman, at www.shanleyandonbatman.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at Shanley and I'm Bat. You can like us on Facebook, at Shanley and I'm Batman, man. We can, well, we hit you up as soon as you hit us up. Yeah. So, I mean, interact with us. We'll interact with you. Um, Cena Nerd Podcast, we cannot thank you enough. Yeah, this is the first you. time we've been a guest on somebody's show. So it's been different. It's been cool. It's been fun. We really dig what you're doing over at Seeing a Nerd. Keep it up, man. We love it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad that, again, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I mean, this is exactly what I was hoping to to do, was was really delve in to talk about Batman and the cinematic universe and what we're looking forward to with with DC and, and what they got planned for for uh for us to come and, and i'm sure that you know we're gonna have you guys on again eventually and and especially during when batman and superman comes out and and you know we could totally dedicate the whole show just to I'm yeah. sure, talking about that so we <clears throat> we opened up like so many topics that we haven't just scratched the surface <laughs> on so right. many things we need to have like a Batman Beyond versus uh, Batman animated um, series, like, you know, debate off, I guess you can say. Like, we have so, so many things. Like, you got to be on the show again. <laughs> <It's really cool. laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, all right. Well, um, again, I want to say uh, thank you to our guests. Um, you, like, I, like they said, follow them. These guys are awesome. Very interactive on Twitter um, and listen to their podcasts. Very, very good stuff. And you heard it here who the guests are. You're not going to want to miss those podcasts. Um, Matt, why don't you tell them where they can find you at? Find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at I'm Salzy. I am S A L Z Y. And uh, I think Casey stepped away for a second. Where the so, fuck's uh, Casey at, man? Grabbed <laughs> 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 those fucking magic mushrooms and took off. What the shit? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Lucky Charms. I'm not, I'm not ending this call until I hear Casey say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I hear voices. I hear voices and I see hallucinations. <laughs> All right, Kate. Casey, tell them where they can find you. Well, hey guys, it's, it's nice to have you on the podcast. Good talking to you. Uh, I, you can uh, you can find me on you can find me on Twitter at via blast. You can find me on Instagram at Facey Cranko. You can find me on Snapchat at L, Fre- L Shades of Franco. And you can also find me hitchhiking on the I five apparently with a bag of magic mushrooms. So hit me up if you need that. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'll uh, just return to my return to my cage now. See y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pacing Pete. You can find us on Twitter at Cena Nerd, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, G- uh, you you want to email us? You can. Cena Nerd at gmail.com uh, and on iTunes. Uh, check us out. Um, till find, next. T- oh, what's that? Go ahead. Find Casey's, Casey's mushrooms. Where at? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to become a Twitter nerd. handle now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've seen a nerd record too, man. <laughs> Lastly, All right. guys, uh, we didn't get to the classic picks. If you want to hear what our picks for the week are um, for Netflix shows or anything else like that, um, probably follow us on Twitter. We'll probably post it over there. Yeah, we'll uh, definitely do that. Um, man, all right. Thanks so well, much for having us on the show, guys. Yeah, so totally. Fun. I mean, again, thank you. This was such a this was such a blast, and and like you know, we could have totally went longer with this. Next time, hopefully, we'll, we'll plan it out that way. Um, but again, thank you guys. Uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Facebook. (laughs) Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) You did it backwards. Prepare some questions. If uh, Windows 8 can cooperate and help me open Notepad. Oh, you didn't didn't get that upgrade to Windows 10? No, I want to stay in Windows 7, actually, um, but my computer (laughs) exploded. Aww. So uh, I'm using my my mom's laptop, which used to be Pete's wife's laptop. So I had to change all her live information, <laughs> and it's like so for security reasons. Not gonna update till September because you know fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. You can use Skype still. You just can't that change is, anything else. That's generous. Like, that's generous of them. I'm like uh, thanks, bro. Yeah, I I. I tried to put a partition for Windows on my on my laptop a couple, I'd say wait for couple 10, of years back. Well, I, I I put it on a couple of years ago, back when Windows 8 first came out, and I had to like go onto the black markets trying to find Windows 7. It's like a, it felt like I was trying to buy cocaine. Like no one wanted to sell me <laughs> Windows 7, and I couldn't find it anywhere. You had to use Bitcoin to Fuck buy it. it yeah, man. I, it was easier to buy buy black tar heroin on fucking Silk Road than it was to buy Windows <laughs> 7 on the terrible. goddamn Windows website. People are dying. What? <laughs> <laughs>